0: hey guys and welcome to the alabama freshwater fishing report presented by great days outdoors magazine the first podcast to bring you the local fishing report for alabama's lakes and rivers whether it's good bad or ugly presented by great days outdoors magazine if you hunt or fish alabama or in the deep south you know that it's different down here spawning seasons, patterns, food sources. They ain't the same down here as in other parts of the country. At Great Days Outdoors Magazine, southern outdoors writers pick the brains of the best southern hunters and anglers and give you the best how-to, where-to, and when-to articles, along with so much, much more. Pick up a Great Days Outdoors Magazine subscription and become a better southern outdoorsman. Great Days Outdoors Magazine can be found at your local Barnes & Noble's books a million tractor supply company rule king bass pro shops or you can save and buy online at greatdaysoutdoors.com and brought to you by southeastern pond management hey guys if you're fortunate enough to own a lake or a pond then i know you want to get the most out of it as possible we all want to manage and grow big deer on our place so why not grow the biggest most healthy fish possible as well Give Norman a call at Southeastern Pond Management at 205-288-1371, or just look them up, southeasternpondmanagement.com. And they do an incredible job around the state of Alabama and Georgia, Tennessee. So if you're thinking about building a lake, if you're thinking about redoing an existing pond or lake that you have, restocking, fertilizing, liming, these guys do it all, and they do it well. It's what they do for a living, so they're really good at it. What's up guys? I'm your host, Brian Sin. Thank you for joining us today. Man, the weather has cooled off. Bluebird days, it is gorgeous, gorgeous in the state of Alabama right now. And uh man, I know I was ready for it. Uh always, always good when we start getting that little fall chill in the air and those cooler nights. that just uh I think it makes the, I know it makes me feel better. It probably makes some fish feel better too. I think they turn on a little bit. So, Hey, I'm excited about today's show. Got a great lineup for you. And, and let's start off with our first segment It's it's one of the shows we, we do it every month, I always look forward to it because it's just so much knowledge we get in this, in this report, but our, uh, our management minute report with Norma Latona for Southeastern Pond Management. Norman, what's going on, buddy?
1: Hey buddy, I'm enjoying this weather just like you are. It makes me feel ten years younger, which is a big deal nowadays. You're uh, right. when when the temps drop and uh and, and the fish you're you're exactly right, boy, they start they start biting again when that water temp starts dropping down out of the nineties and even the eighties and getting in that desirable range, you know, where they get active and or they get start active. feeding.
0: Yep. What point. This isn't the topic we want to talk we're gonna talk about further today on our on our segment, but what where's that water temperature kind of if you're a fisherman and and you're like, okay, are the fish turned on yet? Are they starting to get more aggressive? Are they coming out of their summer slump? Is there like a temperature that you like look for where the fish kind of like turn on?
1: Yeah, you know pro anglers, got guys that really know what they're doing. They know how to catch fish when the surface temps are ninety plus and the, you know, and the thermocline is set up strong, uh, stratification. And I mean, they'll drop down and catch bass in 30, 40, 50 feet of water. And, and, but for the average Joe, like me and I'll speak for myself, uh, uh, you know, that, that, that presents a, a real challenge. Catching fish, particularly bass in deep water can be challenging. Most of us just don't do it a whole lot. And, and, uh, so to me, the key is, is getting those fish to move up in the shallower water where where we typically fish and like to fish and and uh, usually when that water it's more about the drop than than a than a set temperature. So you know when you get a precipitous drop, you know when the surface temp really drops four, five, six, eight, ten degrees in a couple of weeks. Uh, that usually stirs movement and those fish, the bait gets real active and, and you, you, you'll notice it cause you'll see those, those bass will, will really start actively feeding, even up on the surface on, on schools of bait, schools of shad. And yeah, usually that's when the water temps get into the seventies, yep. uh, you know, and certainly as it gets into the mid low seventies, they, they're usually pretty riled up by that point. Yeah.
0: And it is, man, they, like, they. That- fall is such an awesome topwater time of the year because uh, the bait fish are moving up and you'll see those sh- you'll see the schools of the bait fish you know on top of the water and uh, some and usually the bass aren't far behind so it's now, i was a talking
1: time. to buddy mine I talked to a buddy mine he fished uh, uh lake wilson wilson lake up in north alabama this past weekend and he was frustrated because he said gosh man the bait was just everywhere and i mean he said uh, you know it's just days away the, the like you said the bass aren't going to be far behind it but they just hadn't quite moved up to the bait yet and w- we were even talking about the same thing i mentioned earlier he's like i can't catch those suckers when they're 30 feet deep you know when they get up there with that bait and in that shallow water you know that's when they're easier to catch and 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 it's not far from from happening right now
0: yeah absolutely it's getting there if in, in fact i'm and looking forward to the rest of today's show to hear from some of our guys. Cause I feel like this week it was probably a really big turn on for the fish. And, yeah. and uh, so I'm excited to hear it, but Hey, let's get to our topic for the day. And you know, as we approach the cooler weather and, and wintertime, when it comes to when pond management, this is a time of year where people need to start thinking about rainbow trout. Correct.
1: Yeah. So years ago. Brian, uh, I guess we've been stocking trout into lakes and ponds uh, this far south for probably a dozen years, maybe maybe even 15 years. It, it, we had customers, uh, you know, lots and lots of our customers have ponds on their hunting properties and you know the water the water cools down you, you move into fall and winter and they're focused on hunting they're not really interested in fishing much but a fair number of our of our guys would say hey what what can, can we put any fish in that are catchable in the in the cooler months you know that that bite good and when it when the water gets cold and, and for for years we we would we would add hybrid striped bass because they, they they like cool water too uh, but about twelve twelve or fourteen years ago we we started playing around with stocking rainbow trout and uh we we have over the years sort of dialed that in and we've we've been able to source really high quality fish and can get them from you know about a pound to up to six seven eight nine pounds we've We've stocked some <laughs> some nine pound rainbow trout into ponds uh and these and these suckers get caught now, you know, and they'll and they'll grow in these ponds in the wintertime like a bass does in the spring or summer so and the and, and the the other great thing about rainbow trout is they readily eat uh high protein pelleted fish food, floating fish food, so you can put these jokers in 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 November, which is when we typically start stocking them as that water temp dips into the. Uh, 70 or below and and you and you can stock them at a pound and feed them this high protein pellet and and they grow like crazy i mean they'll grow two or three pounds over the winter and they are just they're just a ball of fun they feed aggressively in the cold cold winter and the cold water you know when the water temps are in the 40s they are they're they're going crazy and they fight like crazy. They jump like crazy. It's just a it's just a real kick. In fact, this is some of, the, some of my favorite fishing in in a couple little ponds I deal with. I stock them every year. I I just enjoy catching them. You fish with yeah. light line and spin and tackle. And, I mean, you know, if you close your eyes for a minute, you think you're in the Colorado River. Yeah, that'd be uh, awesome. The, uh, they, it is, it's really yeah. cool uh the, the the drawback to them obviously is they they will not over summer so it's a put and take type deal you know a, a trout when the water gets into the 70s even low 70s they start to s- struggle and as it stays and in, in the 70s it even increases they succumb to it and so typically a typical spring uh, they're, they're gone by the middle to end of May. And so whatever you put in there, uh, you need to, you know, we tell folks, Hey, you start getting around February, March, April, start thinking about pulling some of them out. They're fantastic to eat too. I mean, they are, they are, they're fabulous to eat.
0: That's the other and, thing uh, I was going to say is they're not just fun to catch. <laughs> they're really good to throw in a paint. Oh
1: man. Listen, you, you, you catch those things and they get big enough where you just uh, gut them and and take the head off and and stuff them with some vegetables or something and wrap them up and throw them on the grill and just cook them that way. I mean they are they're as good a I, I think cold water freshwater fish are, are are so tasty anyway. You get a little taste of that down in the deep south when you when you get to eat trout in the wintertime.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. So you stock them in November when no what what's the water temperature need to be.
1: We usually try to, we we want to make sure the water temps are below 70, you know, 70 degrees. So we typically try to get as many customers taken care of before Thanksgiving as we can, because a lot of folks spend time at their their place, at their Mm -hmm. cabins, or on their ponds, for the holidays, uh, you know, for Thanksgiving leading up to Christmas and, and they're, and it's just another, just entertainment, you know, they can, it's fun to catch them over the holidays. So we, we stock it's kind of a, a crazy frenzy time for us. We stock a lot of trout and we're trying to get them all in, in a, in a few week period. So we typically stock them in early to mid November, try to get them in ahead of Thanksgiving. Uh, we can stock them later, But you want to try to maximize the amount of time you have them in your pond. So if you wait till December or January, uh, you don't have them in there near as long before the the water starts to warm back up again. And we stock trout from, you know, about a pound a piece. like I said, all the way up to seven, eight, nine pounds. Typically, you know, the most effective, efficient way to do it, really, you know, unless you just kind of got to, A crazy bone for catching a giant trout you know you you get more bang for your buck obviously stocking you know one and one a pound pound and a quarter fish basically no difference in cost for a eight pound fish than a pound and a quarter fish per pound
0: per pound but
1: you get eight yeah you get six or eight of them instead of one if you go with the smaller size and we stock them in in smaller ponds, you know, three, four, five, six, eight acre lakes, ponds, we'll stock them at twenty, thirty, fifty, sometimes even a hundred pounds to the acre. Folks that really enjoy the heck out of it. Now, you know, it gets costly in a in a larger lake to do sure. that. Uh, so you you reduce the stocking rate, maybe you know, just ten or twenty pounds to the acre, but but the cool thing about the trout again they're attracted to pelleted fish food so even if you stock them in a large lake if you've got a feeder out there you can concentrate you can them around concentrate that feeder them, 100%. yeah 100% and and they and they get a little smart you you got to you got to get stealthy with them after you you catch them a few times but but at the end of the day they're going to eat and uh so you kind of got them
0: well, and and, um, and, and, you know, if you stock a pound and a quarter fish, if he's gone, you know, by the end of the time spring gets here and the water starts warming up, I mean, you're catching three and a half pound, three pound trout now. And let me tell you, man, no I, 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 I had very, I hadn't caught many three pound trout and, it, you know, fishing you know, up in Montana and, and, uh, up in Tennessee and Arkansas, a three pound trout is a horse.
1: Man, they they will they will wear you out, buddy. I've caught three and four pound trout, and and I I'm, call me crazy. I'm telling you, they'll they'll jump twenty five or thirty times. I mean, I'm talking about
0: just so you know
1: funny. light tackle. I mean, they get out there on on four and six pound test on spinning and tackle, and I mean they just they just put on the show. Some of them, you just can't get over how hard they fight. So, and and like, like we talked about, they're, they're really fantastic to eat. And so they're, they're a great, a great novelty, you know, uh, add a little diversity, don't really have a a long-term impact, especially again, if you're, if you're feeding them that high protein feed, they don't really impact the other, the forage. They, they, they just tend to eat the fish food. They don't, they don't seem to to key in to the natural uh, prey, which is a good thing. You know, they don't take the food away from the bass, to, uh, to speak of. And it's just something that you can add. It's just fun you know, speak and good eating, uh, just diversity and, and and have and have great fishing in in the wintertime, You know, when when normally uh, you, you probably slow. wouldn't.
0: That's right. Things are always flow. Well, uh, let me ask you this real quick. I know that if I have a trophy, what I consider, and what you would consider, a trophy bass lake, where I've got five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10-pound bass in there, do I need to take that into consideration when I'm deciding what size of trout I'm stocking? Because, you know, if you put a one-pound trout in, and you've got a whole bunch of six, seven, eight, 10, you know, nine-pound largemouth they may enjoy eating
1: yeah yeah that that's a great question a great point point. and in lake like that there's no doubt because those trout are long and, mm-hmm. and and slender and just just you know don't have any hard fins on them i mean they are they are a perfect meal for a for a big bass even a even a pound or so trout but what we've seen for the most part once we get up to a pound and a quarter, a pound and a half, certainly up to two pounds. There will probably be a few that get picked off, but it's kind of like when we stock grass carp. Grass carp are similarly shaped to trout, you know, and, and, and we we try to stock carp in lakes like you just described that have a healthy, large adult bass population. We try to stock them, you know, 12 inches, 13, 14 inches even, to avoid predation, and and some of them probably do get do get eaten, uh, but not many. And right. uh, you know, I don't I don't think it's necessary to go up up to you know three or four pounds. But uh, it's an a they are they're, they're they're great. Yeah, and and I'll tell you what we have we have stocked uh, ponds and and do this on occasion with trout with smaller trout with four five six eight inch trout. As fish food, as bass food, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, some of those lakes out in uh, northern California, those famous lakes, Lake Steak and those those places, you know, those those giant bass that they're growing out there are are growing to those giant sizes eating trout. They have intensive trout stocking programs and they multiple times uh, a year, you know, they'll come and dump. Big, huge truckloads of trout into these lakes, and and those big bass. You know, I'm talking about 15, 16, 18 eighteen pound bass. I mean, I've gobbled down a two pound trout like it's a like it's a shiner, you know. Right. And uh, so, so we we have done a little bit of that. You know, it's a little pricey way to feed your fish. It's a little bit of a pricey way to feed your bass. But listen, uh, there's folks, there's biologists out out on the west coast around those lakes that swear up and down by it i mean that it is that there's not a better nutritionally and and and
0: well there's got to be something there's got to be something to it normally i mean because you ain't catching 18 18 pound bass in alabama and we've got a long growing season just like they do so there's got to be something you're you're right
1: Um, maybe in some in some cases you know have a longer growing season because those those lakes are you know, up in the, in out alt, at altitude, and they and they're they're deep and cold, and and uh, and that's why the trout.
0: That's why the thrive
1: trout really. out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. good point. But, yeah, you can go out there and 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 uh, those those guys that are serious trophy bass hunters. I mean, they're all throwing. It's they've made it illegal to fish with live trout. Uh, out there, so these guys will spend you know seventy five or a hundred dollars on hand carved trout plugs that you and me couldn't tell the difference from ten feet away whether it was a real trout or not. These things are works of yeah. art, and they that's what they fish with. You know, they'll they'll pull these giant trout plugs and catch these huge bass on them.
0: That's cool stuff, man. Well, hey, um, guys, listen, if you want to have a lot of fun in your bass pond or your lake, it doesn't have to be a bass lake, whatever you have, in the wintertime months, and and, and like you said, Norman, I mean, what, what great fun if you're having Thanksgiving at your at your farm or Christmas and having family in to be able to go out there and take them and catch a bunch of old light tackle or even fly rods and catch trout. I mean, that's fun. And uh it's something you don't it's need to awesome do
1: here in the day. So I've got I've got pictures of snow covered banks in Alabama, you know, when we get that occasional snow, you know, holding up a trout uh and you're thinking, you know, it's it, it's a hoot, you know, That's you're pretty catching cool. a trout South Alabama in the in the in the winter when we get our occasional yeah. dusting of snow you know it it's cool i i would say this to, to the listeners if you're interested in it make sure you you contact us sooner than later uh cause it is a it is a crazy couple three weeks for us and we typically sell out of them also to get to get everybody stocked early you know and like i said before you don't want to really wait till december or january and miss out on a couple of months, so i would just encourage people reach out, and we'll put you on a list. And as it gets closer, we'll make contact back and say, "Hey, we're ready to bring them on such such date, and we got this size, and this is current pricing, and everything." At that point,
0: that's perfect, man. Well, if somebody's interested in that, what's the best way for them to contact
1: you, Norman? Brian, they can call me directly on my. Sell and that number is 205-288-1371 or they can go to the website uh, sepond.com and there's a bunch of different ways to make contact with us there
0: absolutely guys y'all reach out to norman if you're interested in in learning more about the uh, stocking the rainbow trout and uh, if you do decide to stock a bunch of six or seven pound trout in your pond please call me because i want to come fish (laughs) for them (laughs) but all right norman as always man we appreciate it brother and look forward to talking to you again soon
1: all right buddy same here man take care all right
0: all right guys let's take just a few minutes and hear from one of our sponsors mb ranch king hunting blinds and feeders are built to last right here in the usa with durability and convenience in mind MB Ranch King's maintenance-free blinds are built and constructed with high gray steel and come in a variety of sizes to meet any hunter's needs. We also offer high-quality, easy-to-use corn and protein feeders that can be filled with both feet on the ground. Call Kevin today for more information or get a quote at 205-807-2937. MB Ranch King built in the pursuit of perfection and brought to you by intercoastal safaris you're at the beach and fishing just isn't quite your thing that's fine let's head one hour north of panama city beach and shoot some bigs intercoastal safaris has night vision and all you can shoot ammo and yep they're shooting ARs. There's no trophy fees and no bag limits. Night vision pig hunts with AR-15s one hour north of the Emerald Coast. Head on over to Safaris.com to find out more. And brought to you by BoatersList.com. Boaters List is your new reliable and fast resource designed to link everyone to everything on the water. If you own or run a boat, you know how difficult it can be to find the right company the task at hand boaters list makes it easy to find the service you're looking for locate anything from fuel docks to service repairs or rentals of large yachts or even paddle boats and all things in between at boaterslist.com they will always strive to make it better on the water welcome back guys man great segment with uh with Norm and and the management minute, I always love having that guy on, and and we got some uh, got some cool episodes in the future with him coming. I know that we're trying to plan, so y'all stay tuned for that. But let's get straight to segment two and go up to Gunnersville on the Tennessee River. What's going on, Alex? How are you doing? I'm doing good, man. Uh, what's the what's the? I'm enjoying this cooler weather. I know that. How about? I'm sure that you uh, that you enjoying it a little bit too, not having that heat beating down on y'all day
2: yeah well it's been cool every day until right now it's 86 degrees i don't know what done happened it's like i'm in a heat wave all of a sudden but it's been nice for the last not right now
0: just not right now well you know i've been i've been looking forward to this week's show just to kind of hear you know i know with that cool down and get down in the 50s at night water changing them pretty rapidly i'm sure what's that doing to the fish
2: well it's starting this is my favorite time of year if you hear me casting or you hear a trolling motor it's because i'm fishing right now um this time of year the mats are finally starting to die off and flipping and frogging time and that's probably my uh that's my passion it's not really full like wide open right now i think that little cold snap helped it but it needs it we need like an actual cool you know a couple weeks of it where they feel like it's not going to be summer anymore but uh Flipping and frogging. I don't
0: know how a man doesn't love this. Yeah, saw, that's two the, the funnest ways to fish for sure. I love the fall fishing myself. That's my favorite, I believe. But I just love the fall season, man. Just get coming out of summer, just ready for some relief from the Alabama heat. So it, it's getting there, and that's good to hear. Uh, it, is that what you're doing today is, is working with the flipping and, and frogging?
2: Yeah I'm actually punching mats, in about five minutes before we just started this I had a I ain't got a hook but when you when you lift up and one's really really pulling and it feels like you really got something they're usually pretty decent so I just actually shook one off uh, throwing a frog currently right now I just like this time of year because you can just put two rods on the deck and just go 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 and eventually you run into some that's kind of the the deal a lot of people hate it because it's not easy per se uh it's more of a patient thing if you do it long enough you're gonna run into them that's that's what i love about it
0: when you go out and you're looking for areas are you are you basically does it go further than i'm just looking for mats or are you looking for mats closer to a, in a certain depth of water
2: i wish there was a magic answer on that one um there really isn't that's i guess That's the beauty that I love of this time of year, because there is no, oh, you just look for this. You actually have to to fish. Electronics don't really do you any good, Um, and I I like that. I actually, it's the one time of year on Gunnersville where you just can't ride around and look for them. You have to actually fish. So it really, it, it makes tournaments, the guys who do good consistently every year, the flippers and froggers, but they they earn it. I, I will tell them that. If you win a tournament this time of year, a two day tournament, you you've earned it because you've had to put a lot of work in. It doesn't come easy.
0: Yeah, you got to cover some ground and work it. What kind of jig when you're when you're flipping and punching those mats? What's kind of your some of your go to setup?
2: Um, I I flip an ounce and a quarter to an ounce and a half. Just that just depends on how thick the mats are. That's the two sizes that I throw. And I just, I don't really think it matters, honestly, what you're throwing. As far as bait wise, I mean, I like to either throw a, a green pumpkin or a black and blue. Keep it pretty simple as far as that goes. And on baits, I mean, any creature bait, you know, a, a, a sweet beaver, or every company has, you know, their, their version of a beaver anymore. There's about 100 of them, it seems like. So any kind of bait like that, it's more of a, when you put it in front of one, you're, you're probably going to get a bite It's just how many casts can you make or flips can you make before you put it in front of
0: one. There you go. What about the frogs? Is it seem to – do you change the colors up on your frogs depending on different conditions, or is a frog a frog pretty much as far as a bass looking at it? Well,
2: I have three. I have a black one, a brown one, and then the one that's like yellow, uh, green. Mm-hmm. I don't really – Sometimes it seems like they want one and you'll pick up another one and you won't have a bite on one color and you pick up another color and you instantly get a bite. And I'd I like to tell myself, ooh, that's the one they want today. I really don't think that's the case. I think it's more of probably I just got around some. Uh, but it's mainly a confidence thing. If you've got confidence in it, then you're going to do good. If you don't have confidence in it, you might as well just put it away.
0: That's right. Just put it up. Well, one of the things that, I, that I've always wondered, And, and I'm sure you can give me some insight on is, is this time of the year or, or, you know, when you, you kind of got that option, I'm going to punch mats or I'm going to throw a frog. Do you kind of make, do you ever make that decision based on whether it's a bluebird day or whether there's wind or whether there's cloud cover or does that, does that seem to have any effect?
2: I prefer to punch mats. Um, I feel like your, your, your catch ratio is so much better, but at the same time, you always have to have your eyes peeled. You know, if you're flipping or punching all of a sudden you see one bust over in the grass or you see a, uh, you know, holes where they've done chase brim up, or obviously don't be, don't be silly. You know, pick the frog up.
0: Right. Yeah. So it, it really is not nothing that you're looking at. Okay. Well, there's no wind today and it's a bluebird day. So I'm not going to fish a frog today.
2: I like bluebird, sunny skies for flipping. I like bluebird, sunny skies for throwing a frog. So to me, they kind of go hand in hand there. Um, the only way you can really tell is just to do one and then do the other. And you'll figure it out real quick. I mean, if you throw a frog for three hours and you don't get a bite, and then you pick up a flipping stick and in 15 minutes you've done got one, well, I think I'd just keep uh, keep flipping. You, know, you got you to gotta be prepared with both of them. And a lot of guys, they're frog guys, and a lot of guys, they're flipping guys. And I don't think there's – don't think one's better than the other. it's just uh, whatever you got whatever you got faith in.
0: that's right. Does it seem like the size of do you catch some butterfish this time of year when the fish move up or then you do maybe in the summertime when they're when they're out on the ledges or a little deeper water?
2: I think you have a better chance of catching a real big one this time of year versus like it seems like they're just a lot chunkier.' they're, they're really bulky. they've been eating brim. So mm-hmm. I feel like they get bigger uh, this time of year. Well, they're not there on them ledges, there a lot of times you catch them. They're twenty, you know, a big one might be twenty six inches long, and they don't weigh but seven pounds. And this time of year, if you caught one twenty seven inches long in the grass, he's he's going to be well over seven pounds. So I just think they get bigger because their they, their diet is all of a sudden uh, brim instead of shad.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, and they're not having to work. Yeah, that's right. They're spending less. They're burning less calories, eating bigger meals.
2: Yeah, it's kind of different if a man ate. uh, macaroni and cheese his whole life but then the same size guy ate steak his whole life one's going to probably be bigger than the other if I had to guess
0: well you know Norman on southeastern pond management we had him on the segment before you and but he told me one time he said Brian he he said I got a I got a long driveway into my house you know 200 yards he said if if I had to run to the end of that driveway and when I got there it was a little old just a little old bowl of rice. And then I had to run back home and then had to run back there to get that little bowl of rice. He said, man, I'm never catching up. I'm losing weight. I'm never, I'm I'm not gaining weight. He said, but if you put a big old bowl of spaghetti and a box of pizza and it's easy for me to get to, all I got to do is, is get out the lazy boy and walk into the kitchen. He said, "Now I'm going to gain weight. He said, a bass is no different. If he's having to work really hard and chase bait and then what he's eating is a little old shad, he, he's losing weight. But if he's moved up in shallower, he's more of an ambush situation in the grass, he's eating a bigger, you know, a bluegill, he's gaining weight. I was like, that's pretty good. Yeah,
2: yeah, a lot of times, like, you catch, you know, people say, oh, I was catching schoolers, but they weren't no size. Well, a lot of the reasons, the reasons they're no size is, I mean, they're spending all day, all they do is run around and try to eat a shad that's two and a quarter inches long. That's right. It hard, hard to ever get full. I mean, it's like running, a, it'd almost be like a track star running a lap around a track, and then he goes and eats uh, a little bowl of rice and some fish. I see well, it. That guy versus the lifter who eats 3,000 or four, 5,000 calories a day, he's he's a big boy. So that's, that's about the day. same thing on bass.
0: Same thing on bass. That's right. That's right. Well, I'm going to let you get back to fishing, man, but you know I got to get a tip of the day before I let you get back to it.
2: Well, uh, if I had a tip right now for Gunners, so well, it's going to be get you a frog, get you a flipping stick, put it in your hand, don't put it down, and patience. You might go three hours and you'll never get a bite. And you're about the time you're thinking, "I'm, I'm done with this. I'm, I'm going to the house." All of a sudden, it's like, "Wow, I just had five bites in the last 20 minutes, and two was big." So, patience and uh, just have confidence in what you're doing, and it'll work out. Right now,
0: that's awesome, man. Good tip. Well, what's uh, if somebody wants to come up there? it's an exciting time of the year guys on Gunnersville. and uh like alex said there's no no funner way really to catch them than than frogging and flipping if you want to if somebody wants to come up there book a trip with you see what you're doing and catch some fish and have a good time what's the best way for them to contact you
2: you can uh call text uh 256-298-1178 that is my cell phone get on my guide site that's uh www.spinnerbaitkid.com has all the same info has my email address uh That's the easiest way to get in contact with me. Go have some fun and catch some bass in the grass.
0: I love it, man. All right, get after it, buddy. Go catch some more fish. Well do. All right, man. Talk to you soon. All right, thank you. All right, guys. Let's take just a minute and hear a word from one of our sponsors that keep this show free to you each and every week. Sun South. Strength, speed, and versatility. A winning combination on, off, and in the field. At Sun South, that's exactly what you get. The quality John Deere equipment. Affordably priced and ready to tackle projects on your property, like the John Deere 5 Series tractors with discounts up to $3,500 at Sun South. And don't forget to service your John Deere Gator at Sun South with free pickup and delivery packages. Come see us at your neighborhood, Sun South, equipment for those that do. Some restrictions may apply. See dealers for details. Offer expires October 31st, 2021. And brought to you by BM Pole Company is the leading manufacturer of crappie poles in the world today. Their product line has evolved to include top quality gear for anglers who fish for more than panfish, including their Sam Super Salt Series designed for shallow water fishing for trout and redfish. These rods will deliver everything you need to catch these inshore fish at a great price. The genuine Portuguese cork handle feels great in your hand, and the exposed blank touch system will add unbelievable sensitivity. Stainless guys are durable and flow smoothly. Check out their whole lineup at bnmpoles.com. And brought to you by NorthAlabama.org. Are you looking for a real adventure? Whether you are experienced or just a weekend angler looking to land a big one, North Alabama is the place to go for your next fishing expedition. North Alabama is home to eight picture lakes pickwick wilson wheeler weiss smith neely henry lake gunnerville and bear creek lakes each lake is well stocked with a variety of fish and in north alabama fishing is great year round for more information visit www.northalabama.org and click on plan to download a north alabama fishing guide welcome back guys hey great segment love having uh Love having Alex on here all the time, man. He is so knowledgeable about uh, not just fishing anywhere, but man, especially up in Gunnersville, but uh, but really anywhere he goes, man, the guy's just really good. Love having him on. Anyway, let's get to segment three. Let's go back down the state just a little bit to the Coosa River chain, and uh, let's talk to Braxton Hopper. What's going on, Braxton? What's going on, buddy? I've just been fishing. You just been fishing, man. That's what you do. I just been fishing, man. That's what I do.
2: That's what.
0: Guys, if y'all if y'all haven't heard Braxton on here before, we've had him a couple of different times, and and love having him on here. You're a senior this year, high school. Yes, sir. Senior, senior in high, in high school, school, Chelsea, Alabama. And uh, yes, sir. And doing great. I'm trying my best, man. Well, let's talk about. It's first art. of all, let's just touch on. Let's just touch briefly on Chelsea High School fishing. How was the year? All How's right. it going? All that kind of stuff. Uh,
3: well, we lost a bunch of good people from last year. Like we missed a, but we had a bunch of seniors last year, and they're all gone now. But I'm it's me. I, I I'm sticking around. I've been in, I've been in a little bit, and there's a couple other guys that have been on the team for a couple of years and. They're starting to grow a little bit, but, uh, and we got some new kids that are coming in really, really good, but we, uh, as of right now, we are winning the ASA BFA district three King of the Coosa team of the year, but that's only after one term, but as of right now, we're leaving. That's awesome,
0: man. Hey, that's the way to start off, right? Oh, I know, dude. It's awesome. I didn't, I couldn't believe it, honestly. Yeah. That's really good, man. That's really good. Well, let's uh, let's let's talk about it. let's talk about you, Braxton. Let's talk about you a minute. And we and, all right. And uh, I was talking to you before we started recording. And speaking of the king of the coast, so that was last week, right? The twenty fifth.
3: Yes, sir. Twenty fifth.
0: And you won it.
3: Yes, sir. I That's what I'm. Ta-
0: it. That's what I'm talking about. What 170, 180, what three hundred people in it?
3: I think there, are yes, sir, 300. So I would assume around 300,
0: the 300 area. Uh, yes, sir. Good for you, man. Way to start off in of your ah, Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Now, when it you was, win a high school event, you know, I mean, okay. are, are they, do you just win points? Are they handing out prizes? I mean, what, are they handing out money? What's they doing?
3: Uh, it depends on the trail. Most, some trails give out like trophies and plaques and they'll give out some scholarship money here and there, but other trails, they'll straight up hand you a check if you win, like two, two thousand something dollars, $500, $300. And that's usually, that, Those I like those kind of tournaments. Those yeah. are, those are competitive, like you've got something to compete for. Mm-hmm. But I mean, the other ones like plaques and stuff—they've made it real, like to give give out plaques and stuff and scholarship money if you win. Sometimes big trophies, and I like big trophies. If they uh, but that cash, made that real competitive. Ah, it's hard to not go hard away to pay cash. cash. You got go to go You got to the cash.
0: That's right. That's right. Well, um, let's talk about the tournament that you won the other day, King of the Cusa, and it was in Logan Martin, right? Or was it Olay?
3: Yes, sir. It was on Logan Martin, yes Logan,
0: sir. well, kind of uh, what was your approach? What were the fish doing? It, walk us walk us through oh. what walk us through the event, all right,
3: well, it had been cold like all week. it when it cooled down a little good bit. I was thinking like, okay, these fish they're it, it the water's cooling down, they're gonna be shallow, I like to fish shallow and i it, i feel like i feel like it was gonna set up for me real good, so we get there like first first thing in the morning i think like three in the co- three o'clock or something and uh we're we're just sitting there sitting around getting the boat ready to put the boat in and while everybody's getting there a bunch of a bunch of fog rolled in and we got we got delayed for about two hours goodness i would say uh, it was it was a it was a brick wall and so then, it it got a little windy and the sun started burning off just a little bit. So we got to go at about nine o'clock, and I was going to run down the river. And they we put in at the at the, one of the new Lincoln ramps, the Lincoln ramp. Mm-hmm. So where I was going, it's pretty far from the uh, it's pretty far from the launch, and we got held back for a little bit. So it was like I, I dead set my mind on it because I feel like I knew what to do. Well. We get there, we get to the first spot, I'm fishing a little creek. Now, where did you ball. run to? I ran to, you know where G- General Lee is? Yeah. I ran to General, there's a little creek called General Lee. It's right below the park on the, on the right. Mm-hmm. And I ran in there, I had a couple places I wanted to go check to see if I can't pick up a quick four, five, or a, just a big one, getting me started off. And that didn't pan out, so I go to one of these boat docks I know about, and the, I mean like the first pitch I made on it. I caught a three twenty-seven. I want to say, or maybe it was a 337. And what was you pitching? Just pitching a jig? Yes, sir. A brown. It was adding black and brown jig with a Zoom Super Trunk on it. Mm-hmm. And it just—I I got her in, and that was like kind of a shot. Like everything had been moved, move, so I haven't really calmed down yet. Then that happened, and then I go to the very next one, and I flip up another three twenty. It's three twenty. Around that area. And then, like, it's just early in the morning, like, things just got going, and I've already got two good. If I would have caught another one in my head, I was thinking I needed another one, like, another good three something pounder to put me, like, they'd have to catch them if they beat me. So we start scrambling around hitting boat docks, because it happened bam, bam, first two boat docks I hit. So, but I was kind of, I kind of got tunnel vision a little bit and started. Flipping every dock I saw, no matter what else was happening, or whatever they were buying, I was going to catch them on a boat dock. And that didn't work. I think I ended up catching another, another real little one. like a I want to say it was probably 13 inches or something mm-hmm. like that. It was, a, it was a little one, but he, he kept. It was, it was my limit. So then we go about two-something hours without anything, like nothing, not a bite. And at this point, it's already twelve o'clock. I'm all the way down river, it's just about as far as you can go, and it's I gotta be back at two. And I've got one little one that's gotta go. So I had to make a split decision and I kept going both boat docks, which I don't think that was the right move. Mm-hmm. So I go out and I'm looking around trying to figure something else out. I was like, This ain't working. I see a bunch of fish start blowing up on shad behind me.
2: Like big ones,
3: like huge I could see the whole thing. So we pull out there a little bit and I start throwing a little jerk bait. Trying to just see if I can't pick up one or what I, or if there's any mm-hmm. any big ones that are scoring or anything, I just throw it at them. And I end up catching a little one and then another little one and another little one. And I caught a little I caught one that cold after that. And after that I was like, Okay, this is what we're gonna do for the rest of the time. So we go, we go down the bank a little bit and they're doing the same thing in this area. So we throw out there, me and my, me and my partner, we're throwing out there trying to catch is nothing, nothing, nothing. And then finally, with about 20, I'd say we had max 20 to 30 seconds before we had to go. So we wouldn't be late. And there's a four or five. I could see the whole fish, And she's like blowing up on a shed. She's coming towards the boat. and I uh, I'm throwing it to her, and I'm making the cast, and the jerkbait sails off to the left, and I miss her. And after that, we had to go.
0: But you had what you needed,
3: yes, sir. I I I did. I didn't expect it. I was thinking in my head that somebody caught him,
0: right? Because was 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 it a three fish or what? What was it? What was it? Yes, sir. It was a
3: three.
0: It was a three fish limit. And how many pounds did you have? I had seven thirty. Five. yeah so you really thinking I, I, going in there I, I, to the boat lamp hey I, I i hope i place in this thing but you probably weren't going to the ramp thinking you want it
3: oh i had no there was no doubt in my mind somebody had caught at least eight pounds
0: right or, or, like, there or was more no yeah. <clears throat> yeah
3: yeah or more right 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 right. but dude and i got up there and my buddies were talking like dude four pounds is leading i'm like what you're like, oh, no. Like, yeah, dude, four win. And then they watched me pull my fish. I was like, dude, you're going to win this thing. I was like, no, nah, dude. So I'm like, no, I'm not.
0: And you did. Good, That's awesome, That's the man. Was, Great way to start the awesome. year. So the, it, it sounds, you know, in, in talking to some other guys, and it sounds like your experience of, w- were those shad, uh, were they in, that those fish were, were busting on top? Were those shad kind of, out of the main channel back they had followed the creek up in the shallower a little bit i mean what kind of water depth was it probably uh,
3: there was shed everywhere there was shed from like six inches of water out into probably i'd say 20 and they were just blowing up they're just roaming around and they're
0: blowing up they're blowing up on them when they run across one yeah i knew that that i knew that cooler weather would definitely get those bait fish moving up uh right. and of course then the bass are going to follow so yeah, you're playing, man. I would have done the same thing. I would have been like, man, I'm fishing shallow. The shad's going to be moving up and uh, go try to catch some some big fish early and uh, weathering the grass or boat docks or something like that. And then, uh, right. Sounds like it all worked out, man. And, uh, but that's, it's a great time of the year, right? I mean, man, if we need a little cooler weather. Uh, Got to yes. warm back yes, up a sir. little bit. If we can get us a good week, the two weeks of those 50 degree nights, 55 degree nights. It's fixing to get turned. It's going to get right.
3: I'm wait, Like, I'm dreaming. It could happen any second. Yeah. And I'm just, like, I'm waiting for the day that like, I might drop out of school and have to go do that for a little bit. <laughs> just skip. Just if we get some of that cool. Dude, I've been waiting on it forever. It's been hot.
0: Yeah. It's yeah. It's getting hot. Yeah, we, yeah I, I, I think everybody was ready for the fall weather. And uh, it's an exciting time of the year, man. It's, it's, you know, one. Of, it's my favorite time of the year Um, uh everything cools off the fish start biting better deer season's getting here uh it's just great time to be in outdoors well um what would you say you were catching them on in the schooling fish that you that you caught it was a jerk bait it is a mega bass 110 how deep
3: does it go you think i mean how deep we fish it probably goes three to four feet Okay. I, I was trying to keep it like close to the top enough, but like still down there to where if one's not blowing up, he'd still see it.
0: Right. So wh- how would you decide if you see, if you see those fish busting shad on top, how would you decide to right. put a jerk bait on versus a czar spook or a topwater? Well, you can do that.
3: You can put on a spook and probably catch them. But here's the thing. I've been, it's been happening a little bit for, for uh, as long as I can remember, really. If you're throwing and when you see him blowing up, he could be he could blow up and he's done. He's gone. He's got what he needed, and he's not going to come back up and eat again. But you throw a jerk bait down there. It's he's not he don't have to come all the way up to the surface to go up and get it and chase it down. You throw a jerk bait down there. It flashes a little. It looks injured. It's an easy fly. meal. It just right. You can just he just come up and put his mouth on it, and he's caught. I like it. That was my approach.
0: When you see those fish hitting on top like that, is I'm assuming there's usually. A school of them. I'm assuming there's usually more than one. I mean, it may not be, but I mean, it may not be a big school, but I would assume that there's numerous bass together following those bait fish schools when you see them. There
3: is. There is a few. And like the one that you see, you'll only see one blow up usually. Or you could see, you could see the whole school blown up, but usually it's just one that comes up. He's chasing, he's got one pinned
0: Mm -hmm. and he
3: just comes up and blows up on it and then goes back down and follows wherever the rest of the school is. I like it, man. That's I it, like that's it. That's
0: a good. That's a good uh, thought process as far as like. Okay, that fish just ate. It may not want to work hard to come back up to the surface. Get down there and put right. something in his face where it's easy for him, and uh, just you know make him bite it. And so it sounded like it worked right. out. Well, it worked out, man. So what do you got coming up next? Uh, I have the I
3: have Lake Mitchell this Saturday.
0: This Saturday. What tournament is that? This is that Saturday. another high school event?
3: That is it. Yes, sir. It's the airport marine high school trail. Nice. Mitchell, pretty good. I went out there Sunday and it was tough. Like it was bad. We didn't catch much at all.
0: Well, maybe, maybe some of those cooler nights, maybe they moved on up. And you know, a week can make a lot of difference. So,
3: yes, sir. It can, it can take a day
0: and it'll change the whole how everything works. Well, we can't have you going out there and get donuted now. You got to, you got to, I mean, you started uh. strong, you got to finish strong. I know, man. I'm hoping the luck ain't run out yet. No, no, man. I got faith in you. I mean, You're gonna be I fine. You'll figure I'm it fine. out. You, you'll get them figured it. out. Oh, we're gonna try to. I know you will. Well, congratulations to y'all and to you and the, and the Chelsea team for a great start to the season and and good luck to you sure. this coming weekend. But before I let you get off here, you know I got to get a tip of the day. If somebody's coming to the Coosa River this weekend. What would your suggestion be for them?
3: I would say power fish and try to get a real big one. And if you see if you see them blowing up behind you, take that as a sign that you need to go out there and you might need to chase them for a little bit. But I would power fish and fish for a big one shallow until it's until they're you know the sign to go out there and start school messing with them
0: schooling fish. You just keep your eyes peeled, and when you see those, bust them shallow, catch you some fish. Yes, sir and then start start keeping your eyes peeled as the day gets as the sun gets on up and look for those those shad schools and 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 some busting on it and then get after them. That's a great tip, man. I like it. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. Well, good luck to you this weekend, man. Appreciate you calling in and I uh, always love oh, having you on here. So, look forward like to talking it. to you again soon, brother.
3: Yes, sir. You have a good one. You take care.
0: All right, man. Take care. See you. Let's see you. All right, guys, let's take just a minute and hear from one of our sponsors. Hi, right, guys, that's going to wrap up another great report. Uh, and it was brought to you by Bucks Island Marina. At BucksIslands.com, you can check out the full list of inventory from new and used bass pontoon bow rider style boats new and used motors as well as kayaks for sale they love trade-ins which provide a steady stream of used boats they can rig your boat at their 18 bay service department or ship your new motor anywhere in the united states they provide boat service on all kinds of boats even if they weren't purchased from brooks island They have factory trained and certified technicians, so visit them at 4500 Highway 77, Southside, Alabama, 35907, or give them a call at 256-442-2588. And brought to you by Photonist Defense. Photonis Defense is proud to offer the PD Pro line of night vision systems. The PD Pro series is the world's smallest and lightest night vision goggles built around the Photonis 16mm filmless 4G image intensifier tubes and our hybrid filmless 18mm image intensifier tubes. These ultra light, ultra compact night vision systems deliver the cleanest image, best resolution, smallest, most transparent halo, and best overall performance and function of any night vision system available. The PD Pro line consists of the PD Pro M 16 millimeter monocular, the PD Pro B 16 millimeter binocular, and the PD Pro Q panoramic night vision system. Photonist defense, masters of darkness. All right, guys another great show wrapped up for this week y'all go fishing it's a great time of the year it's getting i mean it's just on the front edge of getting really really good uh appreciate all of our callers today always look forward to the management minute with norman alex of course is one of the most knowledgeable guys uh, that we have on the show he's amazing and love having him on and then, of course love having a high school guy on i mean braxton how good does he do? I mean, he gets on here, spur of the moment, and does a great job, and he's a heck of a good fisherman. So wish all those guys good luck as the season goes. But that is going to wrap up the show for this week. If you're enjoying this podcast, please take a minute and subscribe, rate, and drop us a review wherever you listen to it. And if you'd like us to email you the show, we'd love to do it. All you have to do is really easy, guys. All you have to do is text the word FISHING to 314 six six five one seven six seven and we will email you the show each and every week. We make it easy for you guys. You won't even have to go find it. We'll just send it to you. Y'all be careful out there. Keep fishing. See you next week. This week's Alabama freshwater fishing report was brought to you by OutdoorAlabama.com. That's where I learned the basics of how to hunt and fish, including what's in season and which license to buy. Learn more at OutdoorAlabama.com. Go hunt, go fish, get outdoors. This message was brought to you by the Alabama Department of Conservation and Natural Resources. And brought to you by BNM Pole Company is more than just panfish. Check out their Sam Super Salt series, designed for shallow water fishing for trout and redfish, at bnmpoles.com. And brought to you by Intercoastal Safaris you're at the beach and fishing just isn't quite your thing that's fine let's head one hour north of panama city beach and shoot some pigs night vision pig hunts with ar-15s one hour north of the emerald coast head on over to intercoastal safaris.com to find out more and brought to you by northalabama.org are you looking for a real adventure whether you are experienced or just a weekend angler looking to land a big one North Alabama is the place to go for your next fishing expedition. Visit www.northalabama.org and click on plan to download a North Alabama fishing guide. And by M.B. Ranch King, save time and money when you buy M.B. Ranch King's maintenance-free hunting blinds. Call Kevin for info or quotes, 205-807-2937. M.B. Ranch King, built in the pursuit of perfection. And by Sun South. If your to-do list requires work on the land, come see us at Sun South. We listen to your needs so you get the right equipment and the right implements at a price you can afford. For John Deere Equipment Sales, Parts, and Service, come see us at Sun South. Equipment for those that do. And brought to you by Photonist Defense, PD Pro Ultralight, Ultra Compact Night Vision Systems. Simply the best in-class night vision system ever built. Contact us at PhotonistDefense.com to learn more. Photonist Defense, Masters of Darkness. And brought to you by North Alabama is home to eight picturesque lakes. Pickwick, Wilson, Wheeler, Weiss, Smith, Neely Henry, Lake Gunnerville, and Bear Creek Lakes. Fishing is great year-round. For more information, visit www.northalabama.org and click on Plan to download the North Alabama Fishing Guide. And brought to you by BoatersList.com. Do you own your own company that needs to reach boaters, anglers, and marine enthusiasts? Sign up for free today to grow your business on BoatersList.com.